Welcome to the Notorious Scoundrels, a Star Wars Legion podcast bringing you the latest news, general perspective, and competitive discussion. Hello and welcome back to the Notorious Scoundrels podcast. I'm here with, I'm Kyle. I'm here with Jay and Tim, aka Timbo. What's up, gentlemen? You've been too, doing too many perfect intros. We I need, know. We needed one. Yeah. About time. We are doing, we're doing all right. Um, yeah, so it's Timbo and I this time, uh, and there's a little announcement we want to make. And, uh, you know, I think most of you have probably seen it already because by the time that this goes out live to everyone, um, we would have put a post up announcing that unfortunately, uh, Mike Dashes uh, is no longer with the Fifth Trooper. Um, he's moving on to greener pastures, I'm sure. And, you know, we wish him nothing but the best and good luck in his future. And we just wanted to be, you know, transparent, let everybody know that, uh, yeah, he won't be, he won't be with us anymore. Yeah. Mike, obviously was a founding member of this podcast, um, yeah. three years ago. Is it weird to say that three yeah. years ago? Um, he's, a, he's a great friend. Um, mm-hmm. he's a great guy. Um, so yeah, definitely, uh, wish him the best in his, whatever he's doing in the future. So, and thanks yeah. for, thanks for all your time on the show, Mike. Uh, yep. Yeah. He, he worked really hard for us. So, uh, so it's a bummer, but you know, people got to move on in life and it, it happens, uh, you know, with that it, in our post, um, so this is weird because I'm talking about something in the future we haven't posted yet. Uh, but ideally in our post, um, I'm, you know, for anyone who's a, been a Stormtide subscriber, um, it's in the post as well. But, you know, we are we are pretty OK on Stormtide. Mike did a ton of work for Stormtide, um, but we're at least three boxes ahead. So we'll be okay there. And, um, you know, I was working hand in hand with Mike, so hopefully I'll be able to take it over. And in the meantime, uh, you know, we may try to look for another uh, game designer. Um, So keep, you know, keep tuned for that. But I don't see any real hiccups in Stormtide. So, you know, if you're a Stormtide subscriber, everything is okie day. Uh, so, and on a, a personal note for me, um, I am uh, due to, well, my wife is due to have a kid here shortly in the next couple weeks. So um, if you tune in next week or any other week and I'm randomly not here, um, that's probably why. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will be back on the show after that uh, mm-hmm. at some point. Yeah. You know. um, but uh, clearly um that's a fluid situation so um that's that's a that's a long way of saying uh, if you tune in next week or any other week and i'm not here um don't freak out <laughs> it's by design i just yeah, yeah. well sort of yeah. um <laughs> so yeah this will be my my third kid so we did in fact have to buy a minivan Oof. unfortunately wow it's pretty i mean i actually like minivans though i'm all right I'm sort of grateful for the excuse to buy a minivan. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I, you know, I get it. They're very uh, utilitarian. There's a lot you can do with them. I'd say up here where I live, though, because of all the snow, we went to the SUV, you know, which oh, is yeah, that makes sense. not as convenient, you know, with the sliding door and the space, but it's, it's still for six of us. It's, it's not bad, you know, yeah. and, and it goes in the snow, which is key. <laughs> yeah, we don't, 
We, we occasionally get snow down here, but when it does snow, but nobody drives. So yeah. <laughs> I'm just up in Canada thinking it's very cute that you think you have a lot of snow. <laughs> hey, man, I live in the snowiest <laughs> city in America. Eh. <laughs> we, we can compare snow later. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and we're going to rotate, you know, while Kyle um, is on maternity leave and uh, paternity. 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 What did I say? Maternity. Maternity. Paternity leave. Um, yeah. I don't know why I said it the other way. Uh, so uh, we'll be rotating hosts and, and uh, you know, so we'll still be doing a, a Scoundrels podcast with uh, no original members of the Scoundrels. <laughs> so that'll be, that'll be good. <laughs> It'll be like Jeopardy. Yeah, just me. The, I went from the man behind the glass to the, the only man on the podcast from the original crew. So well, it's all good. I'll, I'll be back don't worry everything is fine yeah um yeah so that's i guess that's our our big news you got you got any housekeeping for us jay yeah always um hey you know everyone out there if you're not a patreon subscriber what are you doing you're listening to this podcast you read our articles you use our tools like legion quick guide and legion hq well, we pay all the folks that uh, work on all those things, and we do that through our Patreon. And so if you want to keep uh, using our blog and listening to this podcast and using our tools, great, do it. Uh, and if you want to support us so that we can keep making those better, keep putting out posts, um, join us on Patreon. You also get a, uh, another podcast fifth trooper after dark it's a lot of inside baseball about fifth trooper and we deep dive into like lists and you know stuff where here we run out of time but we try to do that on the after dark podcast so um and then other than that yeah uh storm tide is going strong we are heading into box six this month uh which is really exciting if you haven't heard there's monsters in storm tide now um so you know we created a an entire uh, kind of almost like a faction uh, of monsters and so uh, that's really exciting too so yeah check out Stormtide and um, who was it Gorilla Gaming actually did a kind of like a review slash box opening of box one and um, he said that they're going to end up doing uh, some like battle reports starting I believe this week or next week so that's really cool so if you're you know thinking about getting into Stormtide and you want to see what it's all about go check check them out and uh come back and subscribe awesome you want to plug your twitch there tim uh cool yeah i can plug, plug my twitch i'm a tim a blog writer on fifth trooper also do some twitch streaming of legion games uh timbo 8700 uh yavin based team league is starting up well we'll have started up by the time this podcast comes out so hopefully we'll see some uh, yavin based uh, streams in the meantime oh, again Wow. <laughs> yeah. Invader- didn't, it oh. ju- didn't it just end? Uh, yeah. ended up before Invader League. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Oh, right. <clears throat> it yeah. just feels like it's like, because it's yeah. like Team League and then it's Invader League and then yeah. it's Team League and then it's Invader League. So. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't mean that to like some uh, <laughs> Team League is great and David does a great job. I was just like, what? Didn't that just, uh, man, time has been flying by. All right. Good. Good. Yeah. yeah, yeah David, David does he, a wonderful job with that Team League. 
Yeah, I'm I'm kind of sort of help with the organizing a little bit, but um, Hero League is starting up. Like there's a one round before the um, holiday hiatus, and then after Christmas or whatever holiday you observe, um, that's when it gets full swing of things with Hero League and Champion Circle. Cool. Awesome. That'll be exciting. I'm yeah. not participating this time for reasons that we already talked about in the last five minutes. So. We, we always have good intentions, uh, the fifth trooper, to start a team. And then we all get busy and we're like, yeah, we can't do this. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah. So fifth troopers passing up this season, I guess. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of Invader League, uh, real quick, uh, we actually have a final game set up uh the final four matches were played and in the final is snyder that would be the same michael snyder that i played in the socal final um Mm -hmm. and then florf so uh (laughs) who knocked me out (laughs) (laughs) um so uh yeah florf is playing basically rex star with swapping out an arc strike team for one of those ranged wookie units with a bowcaster basically and then um, Snyder is playing Dooku and Magna Guards. So oh. should be interesting. Well, that's um, too bad. I was really hoping. Em- I mean, congratulations to both those guys. But uh, <laughs> I was really hoping an Empire would, would make it in this. Uh, that's too bad. Yeah, it was. No. Um, so, uh, yeah, actually, it, this could be potentially if Florf wins, it would be the third Invader League in a row that has been won by Rex. So, wow. Um, <laughs> would be the Rex repeat. Now, do they uh, remind just to remind myself and our listenership? Uh, not all the RRG is taken into account. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Um, this is pre is, pre changes. This yeah. is pre points pre errata. The only thing that was factored in for Elims were the turn zero slash setup phase changes. So um, mm. the red player picking table side and then the four card flop. Okay. We're both in play. Because we knew about those early enough, yeah, yeah but yeah. Um, yeah, the points changes in errata and stuff didn't come out until like it was like the first week of Elims. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, so the, very narrowly uh, missed it. But. Yeah, like Floor's list is now I think eight hundred twenty-eight points, and Schneider's is still under eight hundred. Like it's like seven eighty-ish. Yeah, uh, no, it's like seven ninety something. Oh, it's like but, but, yeah, it's still under eight hundred. But yeah, yeah. Florp's list is well over. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, it it'll still be interesting. I think last last March of the Rex Star, if you will, the world that was. Yes, the world that was. Speaking of Rex, um, today we're going to talk about. So we did the tier rankings for the other three factions. Oh yeah. And today we're going to talk about Republic. So saving the best for last. Oh, good. Oop. So let's do that. I love that you're just into Republic now. You're like best for last. <laughs> like you just hundred percent bought in. Jay, that was supposed to be space for a drop. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll just I'll cut it and I'll it's fine. I just I'm I'm just getting pissed because I'm just seeing the Anakin in your background, knowing that you've just you're in all four factions now. <laughs> Yep, I am. Um, there he is. I'm pointing to him. Uh, have not taken him out of the box yet, but that will happen I, soon. The, I also might have some secret intel that uh, someone might have ordered a box of Wookiees. 
from uh from canada yeah oh boy oh no kyle i'm not, I'm not sure which direction tim's portrait is on the screen currently but um, kyle you have yes yeah, so i do have coming. some canadian friends <laughs> you can't invest in another faction <laughs> gotta say my local stores love it that i have some american friends who want to buy all their product i, I bet, I bet. Yeah. yeah um do you know what it's not local to us, but we are you're you are supporting a local gaming store, Kyle. You know, so that's there you good. Go. Yeah. See? Um, and you know what? They're also a rebel unit. Maybe I just want some diversity. Um, <laughs> sure. Anakin, yeah. Anakin box. I have no defense for. <laughs> <laughs> Except that. There we go. I just wanted. I just wanted to do a master apprentice paint job here. Oh yeah. The only other uh... Republic model that I own. So. Um, I forgot you yeah. had that. That thing's so beautiful. Yeah, I'm actually not done with it yet. I still need to do the um, the rather large base, mm, yeah. <laughs> but it's mostly done. Um, yeah, just needed some company. He was lonely. Uh, yeah, I have been enjoying Republic <laughs> in Elims and on TTS generally. <laughs> I played a, I played a game over the weekend, which I will briefly talk about when we get to the system. <laughs> <laughs> the star of that game um but you know what we're actually gonna get to first because he's listed first yeah in legion yep. hq because <laughs> it's yeah. alphabetical it is yeah <laughs> all right well <laughs> first unit up anakin skywalker uh who wa- i mean you guys want me to go first because i'm definitely going to have yep. the controversial view on this uh yeah all right so um i'm still putting them at a d even with the changes and everything, I, I think he's made some uh, leaps forward, but I, I still don't think, competitively speaking, he's going to be a top a top tier. And I and here's my reasoning behind this, and then you guys can counter me, is <laughs> I think he's great in today's meta, right? Like, I think as far as when it comes with, with melee units and all the Wookiees and everything that's going on, as soon as that meta shifts, he's gonna—he's no longer going to be uh, good, and so I'm—I'm I'm putting him at a D. Well, Jay, this this tier list is for the <laughs> current meta. <laughs> All right, fine. It's C then. He's a C in today's meta. All right. Well, I mean, I think I put him at an A. Okay, go ahead. The, tell the us why. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, so I was definitely a detractor of Anakin in the pre-me not playing him world, but him going down to 155 means he, in a faction that is very expensive, he allows you to bring a force user for pretty cheap. His command card changes also give him dodge cards, which is something he lacked before, because now that he gets to defend one, every command card is now a dodge card. Including Which, command cards that are not his. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and also, as Jay said, in the current meta, you can do some pretty fun things with melee units. Um, and when there's not a gun line on the other side, you're a little bit less worried about his flaw. So all those things combined together. I also think the adding the extra order to his two pip also is a sort of quite a sneaky, really good change because it turned him from a very order hungry unit to now he's pretty good at giving orders out generally, even just like that one extra order was pretty big for him. Yeah. I'm also going to give him an A. Um, I actually played him over the weekend 
uh, in it as part of like a, I think I would make some tweaks to the list, but it basically it was like a standby sharing Overwatch nonsense list with him and Padme and then three of the ranged Wookiees with Overwatch. Um, <laughs> and I was kind of underwhelmed by the ranged Wookiees. I think I would swap like one or two of them out for Melee Wookiees. But Anakin himself, uh, I was playing against the Iden Vader tactical strike list basically it was like you know it was an item three 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 list and then plus fader because you could do that now <laughs> um but uh anakin killed like five units by himself uh and then um also force pushed like three other ones into an exemplar standby from padme that the wookies just used <laughs> and then he himself also used like one or two of those exemplar standbys so um it was definitely the Anakin show in a way that I didn't really appreciate was possible. Um, he definitely, he does take a little, you know, like, like two turns to kind of get fully operational, so to speak. Um, and yes, his command cards don't really like do him any, do anything other than give him a bunch of keywords. But now that you have that two pip that gives him dodges, every command card is myelize the force basically for him, which is to say that it's great. Um, and with gem so mastery, there's this interesting like psychological effect when he has a dodge, uh, you know, like when a normal force user has a dodge, you're like, well, I'm going to shoot him and I guess maybe I'll take a wound from deflect, but maybe I won't, you know, it's a little bit of a gamble and you got to shoot him anyway. Right. So you, you shoot him, but there's this like psychological effect when Anakin has a dodge because it's like, I'm going to shoot him and then I'm going to take a wound, you know, Right. <laughs> Gemso also activates in melee, which is right. also an important because once, especially if you're doing a melee skew list, you get him in melee and then suddenly he has a dodge every turn and he's fighting some other force user, you can take a six of their health for free, basically. Yep. So um yeah, he he does still have some big downsides. Like if you're doing does. a standby thing. To like once you start playing this one and two pip card, it starts messing around with his ability to actually take standbys. Right. Because his two pip forces into attacks, he can't take a standby and his one pip. If you don't go first, so you get a suppression, standby goes away. Yep. So yeah, there's still problems with him. And my he has my ally force every turn, except the turn he gets flawed. <laughs> right. So yeah, you, you have to I mean, I, I run him with endurance. Um yeah. which I think is kind of mandatory um because your goal should just be to make it so that your opponent can essentially never play the flaw yeah um and if you can keep him from getting shot by like a suppressive weapon or if you can keep him from getting hit by something like master of evil um that should be doable yep um but yeah if he ever gets hit by that flaw that's real bad <laughs> he's definitely not without his weaknesses but he's also you know he's his attack is just as strong as operative luke except he's got more pierce and more impact um he doesn't have a double attacks card like son of skywalker but you can use padme to feed him potentially standbys so that he gets extra attacks just sort of generally um and he's 40 more points cheaper than operative luke so yep. yeah you're not getting operative luke but you're also not paying 195 points for him so yep. yeah. which is especially important because it is republic right right because um, if you could take Operative Luke in uh, Republic, you probably couldn't. Because it was right. you yeah, you yeah. could, you'd have to make huge sacrifices, right? <clears throat> um, and then and then would you really take him over Yoda, who's yeah, five it, more points? 
<laughs> yeah, but that's mixing factions again, which is always a dangerous <laughs> right. I know rabbit hole. Yeah. But... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think if you could take 155 point Anakin and Rebels, he'd be like ridiculously. Amazing. Oh yeah, you'd you'd also do that too. Yeah. But... <laughs> Do you think, let me ask you this, if he was an operative versus a commander, would he be worth more or less? Or would your tier change? Less. Definitely I, less. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that he's a Courage 3 bubble, the fact that he can hand out orders with generic command cards, um, you know, those are all upside. The only thing really you, you quote unquote gain by him being an operative would be that you could take another commander in that slot. Um, I'm, I mean, Anakin, Chewie, Wookiee Chieftain sounds hilarious. It, it does, <laughs> but it also sounds kind of like unaffordable. So, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, it's, yeah. No, I, I, yeah, him, it's better for him to be a commander, I think, overall. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's, that was good. Yeah. So anyway, I put my money where my mouth is. That is, as we noted, that is an Anakin box in my background. Um, I was I was at the mall Christmas shopping. I t- I took my son Christmas shopping for my daughter. My son is three, so um, he has a, he gets the concept enough. Yeah. Uh, but he kept wanting to buy her like trucks and stuff, and I'm yeah. like, yeah, maybe like a unicorn or something with glitter. I don't know. She's she's a five year old girl. Like, <laughs> I don't think she wants an excavator for Christmas. Right. Um, but. Anyway, uh, we we may have wandered into the game store that's um, that's right there in the mall. Uh, just I to mean, see what they had. You know. I can't I can't talk. I think I've said it on this podcast before. If not, I said in the Fifth Trooper. But we're building studio armies so that I can start doing battle reports and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I literally I have all four factions now. Too. There you go. So I get it. It's an yeah. addiction for sure. And I'm definitely getting Shadow Collective because it has Maul in it. So. Yeah. Yep. Same. I mean, obviously. Obviously. Yeah. That's yeah. not even a question. Um, all right. Well, <laughs> all right. We'll, we'll see if it goes beyond that one. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. It's going to be fun to paint either way. Uh, all right. Next one on my list here is Clone Captain Rex. Literally opening with the two most probably controversial. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yep. choices of today Ooh, who wants to go for it oh you want me to go first yeah okay so <clears throat> before the errata and the points changes w- would we all agree he was an s s tier okay yes i'm gonna put him at a b because i think even though with the changes he's not as great as he once was but i think he's still very serviceable and i think there's still a lot of room for him to be put into lists and to do some stuff, right? And I think we have to look at this outside of what he used to be and say like, oh, well, he was an S, now he's a D because he's no longer an S, right? I think if we, if this was a new unit and he had everything with the erratus and the changes today, I, I would put him at a B. He's, he's a good unit. Um, not great anymore, but he's good. I'm I'm ten, I like I I'm sort of in the like high C, low B category, um, and I'm more tempted towards C than B. But some somewhere in the he's you can definitely still take him and feel good about it, but he's no longer like he's far from the first thing you add to a republic list most of the time. 
I'm gonna say like a C minus. Um, I think the the errata. So it's the, the thing is here. It's not just Rex, right? It's the clone trooper keyword. Um, it is the other clone errata, like removing critical from arcs, because that affects almost any list that you would take Rex in. And then it's all of the points increases to all of those other things, including to Rex himself. So, um, well, I think that all of the errata and the card changes and everything were entirely reasonable. Um, I think all of the collective point increases make it really hard to fit like a, a Rex army in the traditional sense. Um, Call Me Captain is still an amazing card that you can build around. It's one of the best support commander one pips out there still. Um, Take That Clankers is still perfectly fine. Now it just does basically what it would have done uh, when he was released before Clone Set access to Tactical. Um, you know, the three pip is whatever, but most support three pips are whatever. So he, he also still interacts really well with the Republic generic two pip as well. He does uh, air yes. support. Air support. Yep. Like he he kind of has four really good card like good cards for himself. Yep. Just I sort agree. of yeah. So in the same way that Kraken re- interacts really well with the um, the separatist bombard for the same yeah. reason. Yeah. Um. So yes, I agree with that. Um. But you know, I think I think it's just that with the increase to him and then all of the supporting piece increases that you would normally take with Rex. It just makes it kind of hard to f- like fit everything that you want to fit. Particularly, I think the arcs. Um, well, uh, clearly you can run barks with them, but it's not quite the same. We'll, we'll get we'll get to the arcs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give him a C. I think he's still like a perfectly decent support commander, but the, all the things that he's supporting are also worse than they used to be. Mm. Now, all of those things also were like S tier before, so. Um, not saying that those nerfs weren't necessary, but the collective impact is pretty hard. Yeah. All right. Chewbacca. Okay, I, I have two answers to this. One, I want to give him an F because he's like the only unit in the game where I have to buy two units in order to like make him work. Like, well, I don't like. That is kind of annoying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, so I just want to give him an F just for, yeah. you know, application alone. Um, other than that, I don't know. Um, I think it's really dependent on the rest of the list with Chewy, right? So, like, C, I think, because uh, low C, like a C minus, because of his dependency on the rest of the list. I mean, I usually, I would. Some are in the C, but he's a he's a pretty niche commander in that he's pr- pretty good in some lists, but most lists you either wouldn't take a Wookiee commander or you take the Chieftain. So basically, if you want the Guardian, either you're doing sort of like a Rex, call me Captain, expose and play, or you want Chewie's ability to help Yoda out. But unless you have a niche need for Guardian, you probably don't take him yeah i agree i think guardian could be really powerful in certain combos with republic um, the, the one you mentioned with call me captain comes to mind because you can kind of you can use it more aggro just throw rex out there and be like i'm gonna just jump within range two of your entire army and you try and kill him before i kill everything with call me captain and I'm, i've got chewy 
you know, shaven two hits off the top of each of these attacks. Um, I think that could be a pretty interesting. But yeah, other than that, I think you probably just want the Chieftain most of the time. The, the, the other case, too, is like you want the Chieftain and Chewbacca together so you can kind of treat their health pool as one giant health pool. Yeah, which is pretty, pretty <laughs> sweet, mean, actually. When it's 16 health surge white defense, I mean, it's just a lot to chew through. <laughs> yeah. Especially when the target that you probably want to shoot at most of the time has Agile. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I could see that in like an all Wookiee list. Just do like Chewy, Chieftain, a bunch of Wookiees, and some naked phase ones and call it a day. Yep. All right. Generic clone commander. I'll let one of you guys go first on this one. I, I can go first this time. I keep making you guys go first. <laughs> um, I'm actually going to give him an A. Yeah, I um, was agreeing. <laughs> yeah, so. I would ag- yeah, agreed. Okay. I mean, he's, you know, he's 60 points now, but direct is still an incredible ability for clones. Yep. Um, Bolster, I think actually the stock goes up a little bit with the token sharing change because um, you can kind of assign surges to units that normally don't have access to them or spread them out where you want them to go. Um, and yeah, it's just, he's still, a, he's still a good value for 60. Yep. And a lot of times if you just have three naked phase ones, even just having that direct in there enables them to have fire support. So they go from being weird to kind of maybe doing stuff on like one pips. So, yep. Yeah, naked phase one fire support is no joke because usually you're adding those four black dice onto a pool that surges and probably also has Pierce. Um, so, yep. Yeah. All right. Obi Wan Kenobi. I, I I I'll I'll throw I'll throw it. I it hurts my soul to say it, but I think he's a C. Yeah, um, yeah. I think I think the the yeah, yep. <laughs> I try to talk myself out of it, but I I, I think I'm in okay. agreement. Well, why you. do you think he's a C? I'm gonna I'm gonna dissent a little bit, but I want to hear your opinion first. Well, so. Obi-Wan's 170 points, and with the Republic, like the way Republic list building has changed, I always find trying to do an Obi-Wan list, you're always like 10 to 20 points over with sort of what you want to take, kind of in the same category as Rex. And you can do Obi-Wan with some other things, but you can kind of do a similar idea with Anakin. Um, and Anakin can throw surges out to help boost their defense, which is what Obi-Wan can do. Um, Obi-Wan has better command cards than Anakin, of course. Um, I mean, I used to rate Obi-Wan way higher than Anakin. <laughs> um, but I, I, he also, like, in a melee, his lightsaber isn't quite nearly as good just because it's the dice are a lot worse. So you can't reliably do quite as much burst damage. You do have a double attack turn, more or less. So, I mean, I said C, like, it could, like, He's, he's sort of in that category of like he's high C, low B. I mean, he's still good. And if you like him, bring him. And I've loved playing him. But as it stands right now, I just think that there are better options. Yeah, I I just feel like a lot of the stuff that he wants to do, he it just doesn't make sense for him to do it. You know, like a lot of the Guardian and and you know, building up all the tokens and stuff like 
I, I get it, but it seems like it, you can do that differently with other units and maybe get multiple units in, you know, for his price. I, I When you said Guardian 2, I also think, like, he's 170 points for a package that does a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Whereas now with the amount of units that have come out with Republic, you can sort of buy what part of Obi-Wan you want yeah. for cheaper. Right, if you want a Guardian <laughs> thing, you can bring Chewie. I mean, you can't guardian everything, of course, but right. generally you want to guardian your commanders. If you want an aggro force user, you can bring Anakin. If you want like a super supporty force user, you can bring Yoda for more points. So Obi-Wan, I find for me, me is sort of in this middle point where he's a lot of points for a really good package, but generally you only want a few parts of that package, not the whole thing. So, Yeah, I could see that. Um... I'm still going to give him a B uh, just because his raw abilities and raw stat profile are still very solid. Um, he protects other units better than any other force user does to include Yoda. Um, and his command cards are, I mean, you said they're better than Anakin's. They're like a lot better than Anakin's. It's not even close. <laughs> but, um, when you said you were going to descent, I thought you were going to go right up to an A and I was going to feel no, out. But yeah, well, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a minor yeah. descent. Yeah, 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 B is perfectly reasonable. <laughs> yeah, and I, I agree with most of your critiques of him. Primarily, you know, the thing that uh, Obi-Wan gets hurt a lot also by the clone changes, um, mm-hmm. particularly the arc changes. I, f- I have a really hard time making an, an Obi-Wan list that doesn't have three arc strikes in it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. He was really the best force user for clone lists. And as those yep. have decreased, he has decreased with them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's worth talking about what sort of the quote unquote like meta lists for Republic are right now. Um, I think you, you kind of, there's sort of like two primary options that are emerging. Um, one of them is the Saber Tank Yoda standby sharing nonsense. Love uh, it. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> we'll get there, I assume, when we talk about Yoda. Um, and then the second one is like some kind of Wookiee list. I guess it's kind of two sub subversions of that, but either just like a pure Wookiee list with a chieftain and a bunch of Wookiees and like a clone commander or or Chewie. And then you have like Anakin Wookiees. Um, and well, and also Yoda Wookiees. Like you sort of have yeah. Wookiees, like all Wookiees or like Force user with Wookiees. Right. Yeah. And they kind of do like both those subtypes are pretty much unto themselves. Yeah. And it, Obi-Wan just doesn't really fit into either of those. Um, yeah. So, yeah. All right. Speaking of Wookiees, Wookiee Chieftain. Love this boy. I'm, I'm, I'm going A. <laughs> hmm. I'm going to go B. And I think for me, again, uh, similar to Chewbacca, it becomes list dependent. So I think he could fluctuate between a B and an A, right? Depending on how you're building your list. And but but and the reason I say that for both of those, because I don't uh, I like you said, Kyle, there's like fluctuation in the meta of these lists. And so I'm not 100 percent sure where he fits in, where I could say, yep, he's an A, take him um every time you know what i mean so so i'd like i like him at a b 
and then kind of because you still have to build around him in order for him to be a truly effective. I don't know. I'm going to agree with Tim on this one. Um, <laughs> I'm going to also give him an A. I think you could honestly sandwich him in like a lot of Republic lists that don't even have other Wookiees in it and still be able to feel fine about it. Um, he's just he's just like beef from a commander perspective. Um, you know, he's got a very solid range three shooting attack. He's got an amazing melee attack for a hundred point commander. Um, he he has charge. He's got agile. He's got seven in health with a surging white save. And he's got scale. So, um, and he's got a command slot for vigilance, right? <laughs> <laughs> to keep those dodge tokens he's getting from Agile, and he's got two training slots. So, yeah. Um, I I mean I've played the Wookiee Chieftain pretty extensively in the last little while, and it is very fun to play your two pip, double move your Wookiee commander to melee with your enemy unit, swing at them, kill a bunch of them, and then go. Yeah, I have five dodges. Have fun. yeah so yeah i he definitely doesn't go in every list like he obviously doesn't go in like the saber padme whatever list but in the like wookie side of the faction right now i think you might not bring him because of play style but he's he can be sandwiched into like most of those lists um and be and you could be feel really happy about it even like a clone list, I'd consider running like a clone commander plus the chieftain and then a bunch of clones. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it is like, because he has scale and stuff, it is really easy to hide him because he's a single model. You basically have like a Wookiee squad worth of like melee potential in a single model. So it's like, oh, there's like a fairly open map, but there's like this pillar right in the middle of the map that he can just hide behind. Because I like, I've done that a few times where it's like I, my Wookiee squads wouldn't be safe going here because like three of the models are going to die from shooting, but I can hide one model yeah. like perfectly safe right in front of the enemy's army. So. Yep. Yeah. He's just a lot of beef compressed into one model. Yep. Kind of like a budget uh, force user. I mean, yep. yeah, that, that melee attack is like basically an ATST cannon, right? Like, so it's, I mean, it's and, and you put, it's, it's Obi-Wan's lightsaber with inconsistent pierce. Cause you have to have a name. But like Pierce, one, like it's one less Pierce, of course. And then usually you throw tenacity on him. So yeah, three red, two black, two white. Surge hit pretty good. Mm. Yep. Very solid. All right. Yoda. Mm. I mean, I'm going to say A. Like, He's really good. I don't know what yeah. else to say. Like, yes, being 200 points in a expensive faction is certainly a downside. Um, but his command cards are ridiculous. His abilities are ridiculous. Um, he's really durable with Ataru Mastery. He can attack twice every turn. Um, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's good. Um, the The only reason he is an S is because he's expensive in expensive faction and with only five health if he blanks out he's dead right so yeah um, that's true like if Republic had access to cheap good medics like as it stands right now he probably would be an S right but it's not like you can like with Palpatine you're surrounding Palpatine with medics usually um, yeah just kind of shore up that five health variance but yeah you don't really have that option with Yoda 
Yeah, and I mean, the other problem, yeah, because really, like, the only other way to do something like that is, like, maybe putting a steamed leader on him, but you don't really have anything in this army that you would really want to, like, give up for, you know, for a, a wound for Yoda sometimes. Yeah, I mean, naked phase ones. I mean, like, I've seen a couple, like, you put, like, Chewy, a steamed leader, and then you have, like, your three naked phase ones, and now you have Guardian 5 on Yoda for the first couple turns when he's surrounded. So, yeah. and you, and you can like throw protector on Chewie to yeah, give you those. Right. So, yeah. and like, if, if Yoda, like on his turns is like move attacking, move attacking. And now he's in melee with something and he has vigilance. So he starts to turn with a dodge and then he has reflect like reflexes, which is pretty common on him. Suddenly he has four dodges in melee with something. So he has ways to be, pretty durable you just have to like as with a very extensive force user you got to be very careful and know how know what you're doing <laughs> yeah if he gets caught flat-footed it's real bad yeah uh, yeah but yeah if you can get him powered up with those dodges he's he's pretty difficult to kill yep so all right well that rounds out the commanders we did it i think we all agreed with yoda hey right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so actually a couple of A's, no S's. No, none of us gave any of them S's, but but a handful of A's. Yeah. So uh, I think I think you'll find the pattern in Gar is yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean basically like Yoda, Chieftain, uh Anakin. the clone commander, and Anakin, all at least two out of three A's. So yeah. all right. Yeah, no, and Chieftain, I was borderline A, so you can yeah. count. Yeah. All right. <laughs> you can talk to you around. Me. I think so, maybe. All right. Uh, operatives, Padme. I'm tempted to go S. <laughs> I knew we'd get there. Um, like, in the lists that are built around her, she is the linchpin of the list, and she is an S. But in an overall tier list, I, does that make you an S? Uh-huh. Um, so I'm 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 grabbing the bull by the horns a little bit here. <laughs> but she's like, are you saying S? Well, I want I want your rank. Don't think, don't ex- tell us what it is first, and then explain it. Uh, I was gonna try to explain myself so that I could figure out what I. No, nope. I I think as someone who's been playing Padme a very long time, I think I have to go S. All right, go ahead. Give us your reasons, pal. I mean, she is the ch- cheapest way to share tokens, like any tokens, as many as you want. She has three really good command cards. Like her one pip is less so, but in these circumstances, it's it can bail you out of games. Um, it's sort of a niche card that most of the time is like ambush, but then one out of five games is going to like win you the game. So, and then you could also do double secret mission, which or just single secret mission with other, which is possible. So, I mean, she's, she's a pretty versatile unit. Like she's kind of like your survival hero thrown into this midi um, faction. So. I'm going to say a, um, <laughs> not an S. I agree with almost everything you just said. Um, she's 
she is definitely the linchpin of any list that you take her in. Um, I think the fact that you need to kind of design a list around her um, in a way that's like highly tailored um, to me that coupled with the fact that at least in my experience, secret mission is kind of unreliable on her um, just because, you know, R2, like if you're running a saber list, yeah, he can do the repair thing. But generally speaking, R2 doesn't really do much for your army. Yeah. Like R2's job is to be a victory point most of the time. Um, if you're taking Padme, you're taking Padme to like support everything else in your army. And personally, I've always just found it really awkward to be like, okay, Padme, go over there, score a victory point. Like there's never a good time to do that in a list that has Padme because if, if you have a list that has Padme, then you have a list that needs Padme to be with your army. You know what I mean? So counterpoint. <laughs> okay. So I like I've played a lot of Padme. I have divulged yep. her card three times ever. But those three times I did it won me the game. Okay. That's and fair. it at least in my experience, the key time to do it is if you see, especially if your enemy has infiltrators and you're blue and you have like a pretty safe place somewhere near the middle of the map, you can be, I am putting Padme here and my army is going to come up a meter and you cannot infiltrate any of your units where you want to infiltrate them. And that is a, that's a really good time. And, or just anytime you see where you want to pad made it end up in the mid game is really safe. And you can just plop her there turn one. And now she can sit there for, instead of moving there the first turn or two, she can just be there creating tokens. Right. But then you're playing the three pet primarily for infiltrate and not for secret mission. But if you're doing that because she's speed two, you're now close enough that she's now a secret mission threat. Right. Like, so I've played divulge three times. I think I've actually scored secret mission once, but because it's a, such a threat, like, especially you often have R2. So now your opponent is playing three different games and just that, that pulling your opponent's direction or attention in that many directions can really spread them thin. Like, like I said, I have not played it many times, but if you are someone who wants to play like you could play it every game and as long as you have an idea like padme i agree cannot just be a secret mission bot like r2 but if you have a place to put her somewhere like a quarter or half the way to secret mission where she can just stand for three or four turns making tokens and then be a threat for secret mission at the end of the game i mean that's just a better r2 at that point yeah i mean potentially but the fact that that's a situational thing is at least why I don't do an A instead of an S. But, but I, so it is situational, but it's totally optional, right? Like, it's not like a situational card that you have to play, right? Like, if you just play it as a regular card, you get reliable one, which is for most Republic lists really good. Yeah, sure. Right. Her, th- her yeah. three, her three pip has two options. Both are really good. Yeah. So, <laughs> what do you think, Jay? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think I put her at an A. Um, she wasn't before all the changes, but I think she is now in my mind because I think she really, with Exemplar, she really helps kind of settle, you know, the clones back 
uh, because of their the token sharing stuff that got nerfed a little bit, right? She helps support that a little bit more. I like the option of, even though I hate secret mission in general, uh, it's in the game, but so we have to deal with it. But I, I like that, like Tim was saying, like you don't always have to go for the secret mission. Just the threat of the secret mission makes makes players do crazy stuff sometimes, right? And so, yeah, I, I like all that. So I, I think she's a solid A. The I I also like you said that she you can't just plop her in any list. I don't actually think that's fully true. Like I was someone who eat like pre gene stuff would just throw Padme into clone lists, and it worked very well. So um, I think she's better in a list made for her. But if you just toss her into a list, sort of any given Republic list, I think she adds the list. She's not that like throwing token C units, throwing standby is, is never bad. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm defending her pretty hard. She, I have yeah. played her and she has been my star for a long time. <laughs> oh, she's really good. Yeah. And I, she was in that Anakin list that I played over the weekend. Yeah. And it was so fun. Just like force pushing stuff into Padme standbys. Um, but yeah, don't get me wrong. Jane, I don't think she's bad. We gave her an A. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So. I, I just I, don't I, think she's S. S says she's an auto-include in all your lists. I don't agree with that. Fair enough. I mean, <laughs> you be, you made me decide, and I decided to go higher. I know, higher. I know. I, but you defended <laughs> it like a champ, so good for you. You, you did. did it. Yep. Yeah. All right. R2-D2. Okay, now, let's be clear. <laughs> this is in Republic. Uh, D. Yes, Republic R2-D2. D. I mean, I'll give you my reasons. Okay, Point, please. Points, you know, the points didn't help him. Um, I think in this list, like you said, Kyle, he really doesn't do anything for this list besides besides secret mission. Um, only if you have a saber or if you have those new saucer dish things coming out. Like, is he really, you know, uh, maybe a couple other things, but like there isn't much he's doing in your list. So you're in, in a... And um, a faction that is starving for every point, like 55 points for one thing is uh, unless you're like doing a double secret mission, you know, you got three or four things going on with your list and you're purposely putting them in there. I, he just doesn't fit in 90% of lists. So I, he's a D in my book. <laughs> Ah, uh, it's tough. <laughs> you want me to go next, Tim? Yep, go for it. All right. Um, I'm actually going to say A, and Whoa. I I am a historic R2 detractor, specific to Republic. Mm-hmm. Um, primarily for the reason that uh, historically, he's just been a really awkward fit in like a clone gunline list um, because. If you're taking R2, generally speaking, you're taking him with with a, a plan or at least a threat to score a secret mission. That means that you want the long edge to long edge deployments, which is like danger close, battle lines, disarray, um, hemmed in, hemmed in, or advanced positions potentially. Um, and like a clone gun line, just really doesn't work as well in those deployments, generally speaking. Uh, so historically, you've been kind of taking R2 in a list where the deployments that you want to be taking 
don't really gel with the rest of your army. Um, but now Republic can run a list style that R2 is basically designed for and has been used in Rebels for a long time, which is the aggro in your face. Uh, I'm going to throw a bunch of threat at you and you won't be able to divert resources to R2 kind of list. And that is a Wookiee list. Um, and in that list, uh, yes, he did, get, he did get plus 10 points, which isn't great. But it's not like Republic has cheap activations to replace him with. You know, the cheapest thing they can take is 52 points. So uh, if you're already taking some naked phase ones to round out your army, you're basically paying three more points for possible secret mission threat. Um, and if you're taking naked phase ones, you're probably doing it in something like a Wookiee list where you can actually take those long edge to long edge deployments, slam your Wookiees in your opponent's face, and then have that secret mission be an actual plan A instead of a plan B. So um, that's why I'm saying, even with his cost increase, he's an A. I was going to say B. Um, and to add to your points, Kyle, one of the things that R2 does really well for the like melee Repugless is there are often nine activations. Mm-hmm but they want to play breakthrough. So when you take him, you suddenly have what's equivalent of a 10 act breakthrough list, which is usually about the standard, right? Because if you end up just avoiding each other, at least you can now avoid each other on it. Like if you're blue, you can avoid a 10 act list, not just a nine act list. Correct. Yep. Unless your opponent also has R2 with 10 activations. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. I gotcha. Right. And like that nine, 10 breakthrough difference is like literally like so one of my lists i am de- continuously debating between a phase one squad and r2 a fourth phase one squad and r2 mm-hmm. and h- him having him for breakthrough is so crucial i have because of the way that you can play it as blue player um so like i i don't think he's i don't know i don't know he's high, i would say he's very high b I'm 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 stretching to not say A, but I'm. And he's also like for saberless. He's the cheapest repair you have. So, yep. You guys have not persuaded me in any way. I still think <laughs> a, I still think he's a D. All right. Well, you're entitled to your opinion. <laughs> it's wrong, but you can have it. <laughs> All right. Let's do core units. I say that with a sigh. Yeah. <laughs> um, phase one clone troopers. Uh, I have, I I think they're they're expensive, but they're good because even three naked phase ones can shoot pretty well. Like I think, I mean, you have to take them in every list, so whatever. But I would maybe probably B for phase ones, if not A. So, and I was also going to say something as well about phase ones. And this is um, with the clone trooper keyword change, having an odd number of phase ones is a little bit awkward. Because what you used to be able to do is like, if you have three naked phase ones, you both two of them move aim, and then the third one moves shoots with two aims. Whereas now you can only toss one aim token. And I've run into this a few times. So I actually really like to have an even number of naked phase ones so that sort of you could run two bundles where one squad is the move aim, the other one's the move shoot, and then do the same thing on the other side with the other two. 
so and that's another reason why I struggle with R2 is he's usually the difference between having three and four phase one squats. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Same so, thing. Yeah. And especially like if you're running your phase ones with um, activations like given surges, both for defense and offense, you have a like a pretty potent, like just sort of gun line to back up your melee skew with just naked phase ones. Because they're not going to do a ton of damage, but they're going to do pretty consistent suppression and damage. <laughs> All right, I am going to say C. Um, I agree with most of the things you just said. My issue with phase ones is twofold. Um, the first is simply that they're really expensive for like the cheapest thing that you can take. Yep. Um, and especially for like they're just they're still vulnerable to pierce you know it's a 52 point unit um and if you want to take a heavy on them it's at least 73 points if not 75 um which is like the most expensive core unit with a heavy as far as as far as the basic. cheapest way to take yeah. it yeah the basic yeah. you know b ones are 54 rebel troopers are what 60 uh um, 55 with the uh with the shotgun yeah yeah i mean you're not taking the shotgun you're not, but but... yeah yeah i get what you're saying um, what do you mean yeah the point is like they're yeah they have red saves yeah they can share tokens with each other um fire support is a great keyword probably one of the best things about them um but they're just so expensive and yeah. like sometimes you just need a cheaper activation and especially for something with courage one like they're super vulnerable to suppression. Uh, yeah, you can take strict orders with with direct to help get around that a little bit. But five's getting more expensive also hurts. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I was going to say C as well. I, I, I don't find them. It, it sucks. Like the two core units that you have to take, right? And they're just both, okay, yeah, I guess. See, I guess I've just been shockingly impressed with how much phase ones have produced lately. <laughs> All right, Tim. Hey, this. I mean, your, this, this should your faction, for fifty-two buddy. points, right? Yeah. I mean, like it's one of those things where it's like you have to take them, and I don't actually feel terrible. Like, I don't feel terrible about taking them. Yeah. Right. Like a lot of times in Rebel lists, it's like, yes, they're forty-point core units. But they don't really like they're not doing anything. I mean, you do need some thumbs. You need the thumbs, but like in terms of like the fighting, I mean you yeah. do need thumbs, but I you could also take strike teams for thumbs or whatever. But I I often feel a force, like I don't feel great about the units I had, like taking three naked like rebels or three naked stormtroopers. Whereas P1s, I know they're gonna do something. I mean paying 12 points for that i don't know is if it's worth it but uh whatever <laughs> yeah <laughs> all, all right. right phase twos Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'll go see <laughs> uh, yeah they're expensive they do some stuff they don't do other things and the clone the the token sharing hurts them see 
Tim, your 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 sound of disgust. What letter grade does that correspond to? I mean, considering what I gave phase one, I think I give them a C. Like they're fine. It's, I I mean, you if you are doing a clone list, you probably still want to stick at least one phase two squad in. Um, but I the 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 disgust is more where they were, which was atrocious. Like, like it's, oh, they, they were ass. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. and they, and like a a too good of an ass. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I mean, it's more of a reaction of where they've fallen to rather than the actual, like, they're fine. They're just way too expensive. Yeah, it's interesting. I think the expense is the primary thing. I actually think Reliable One increases in value with the with yes. token sharing change uh, yeah. in relative terms. Because if you can only share one token, then it gives them their own search token to share. Yeah. It, with, with the new clone tribute, you want every unit to have at least one search token. Right. You want them to have their own search token. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, I, I'm just finding for clone lists that because of the way the costs work now, you just have to get those search tokens in other ways. Yep. I agree. It's just everything collectively going up in costs really hurts mm. the expensive units like phase twos. So, yep. Yep. Um, all right. Special forces. <laughs> These are going to be polar opposites. <laughs> Arc troopers, full team. F. Yeah. Uh, I think they just don't make any sense and they're expensive and they don't do enough for their points. Yeah, um, I'm not going to go quite that far. I'm going to say D, because uh, they, they still hit like a truck. It, it is an expensive unit, um, and I think, I think for most units, the clone token sharing change most of the time doesn't make like a huge difference. The biggest way that it makes a difference is for those like super charged up, you know, like five six aim shots where you kind of just consolidate out in your offense into one unit. And I think the full arcs get hurt by that the most because that was the unit that you were using that strategy with. They, they also get hurt by take that clanker's change. Because yes. often what you do is move shoot at range three with your pistols. With your pistols. And yeah. then throw a bunch of aims at them. Yeah. And then so, plaster somebody with 10 dice with Pierce. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas now, like, so now they're 110. What's a full unit with the poop? Oops, that's wrong. It's 109. 109. Like it's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a lot. Like, I mean, and they still have good keywords. Like they have impervious. Impervious also goes down a little bit in value because search sharing is harder now. Yep. So like the likelihood that you completely save out of a pierce pool is now less. Um, it's still not zero, but like not being like if you said if you need to share two surges with them you can't and you also can't like share a dodge and then share share a surge right. so in all those ways they've gone down in value yep agree i also like they they were not like the like phase twos were s before the last rg change yeah. these guys were not that <laughs> yeah they were probably like a b yeah i would yeah. agree with that 
all right, Arc Strikes. D. C. C. I'm going to also say C. Um, yes, they did lose critical, but they still have the best move shoot of any sniper, um, statistically. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, that really hurt you to say that. That's funny. Uh, the, well, a, hu- a huge problem for them now is they can't basically they struggle to touch other strike teams. Like, yeah, Civil War strike teams. Yeah, the low profile change definitely. Um, now, before they were like shredding Civil oh, War yeah. strike teams. So. Oh, yeah. they. <laughs> it's. I'm not saying they were fair yeah. and balanced before. <laughs> right. Um, but, and like, also because they have lethal, so that move shoot, if they miss, you're not getting pierce. Um, yeah. And like, and your ability to share aim, like, because because they lost critical, they also like because they don't have surge to hit. Their like dice facing is way down, and it's harder to share aims and surges, right? So their their offense got severely neutered. It did, um, yeah. which a lot of people are gonna love. And I mean, whatever it is, what it is, especially empire players. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean it it. <laughs> That like the arc change alone raised the stock on so many empire yep. units. But yeah, I mean, I I think they could be fifty two points instead of fifty eight points again, and it'd be fine. Yeah. And I then mean, they'd be like a great like an A A tier unit again. Yeah, they're they're a fine unit that's too expensive right now. Yeah. Um. All right. All right. It's not that controversial, I guess. No. Um, melee wikis. Uh, we've made it. I will go first and I will say oh, A ish. A ish. A. A-ish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, listen, we're we're in the we're talking about today's meta, you know. Uh today is a Wookiee world. Um I you know, I think and uh, I think they're a lower A for me just because. I think they're good. I think they work well. I think in a Republic list, they're a little bit harder to like, they're not as good as they would be in a rebel list. You know, Wookiees, they're good. Um, There's just not as many options, you know, to like build out the list, the lists with. So I think that's, I think it's an, I think they're a, they're a great, they're a great unit. They're a good take. I don't know that they're an auto take. So I would say an A overall. This is going to be, I think, my only S for Republic. Um, they're just so versatile. Uh, I think they are slightly worse in Republic than they are in Rebels. Particularly because you can, like, if you're taking Wookiees in Republic, you're probably 
kind of relegating yourself to nine activations if you if you're taking them in multiples clearly you can take like a one off and still get to 10 um but if you're running a wookie list uh that's probably going to be a nine activation list and you can run a you know rebel wookie list and get to 10 so um but they're still a great unit you know especially in in the current meta they're great in melee so they answer all the melee threats you know the dues the magnets that we're seeing in this meta um they've got ranged pierce with impacts which is good against vehicles and lots of other things uh and they have scale so they can get across the table quickly um yeah they're just they're really good they are they do still die very quickly uh when shot <laughs> so they are somewhat table dependent if you get a table that doesn't have um you know enough relevantly located scalable line of sight blockers uh then you can really be in trouble with them but um most tables have those things because that's like a thing that you're supposed to put on tables <laughs> so um yeah i'm giving an s i also i i was hesitant to leap out front with the s but yes i agree with the s. <laughs> i i i think i don't completely agree though that they are worse in republic i think they, it's a bit of a lateral move because you you drop an act, but I think Republic Wookiees are better supported. Between yeah. between fire support and exemplar and stuff like that. Well, but yeah, I was thinking especially exemplar and also like the Wookiee command cards are decent. Um, I guess especially like if you're taking like a generic list, those three cards are better than like the, Re- the rebel generic cards for mm. Wookiees. Um, but. And like and like the the uh, chieftain's a fun add to basically give you four Wookiee squads. So I I don't I don't actually think one is like straight up better than the other. I think it's sort of lateral. They're obviously different, but um... yeah, I guess I meant in the compositions of building lists, not so much the unit itself, right? I think it's it's just more complex in Republic, which. I think brings them down from an S to an A in my opinion. That's all. I, I just know like you can get Wookie or you can get Republic Wookiees a lot of surges, which is something you never do in Rebels. Yeah. Um, and you can also like between that and like standby sharing already sort of you can make up for the big drop in an act, I think. Yeah, and interestingly. You know, only in Republic can you actually take five Wookiee units, right? With the three Wookiees and then the Chieftain and Chewie. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. All right. The other Wookiees, the ranged Wookiees. B. Would you like me to defend my stance? <laughs> please. Please do. <laughs> I think... Ranged Wookiees are better in Rebels with a bus and targeting scopes because they're very much like the Empire RT-97 dice pool in that you really need a bunch of aims behind it to raise its floor. And I mean, if you can give it aim support, you have a pretty good dice pool with Sharpshooter and Pierce. Um, And you can do some really fun things in Gar with like sharing a bunch of aims to them and overwatch standbys but i think that's i like 
if you're trying to do a standby thing, I think you go for a saber tank, not ranged Wookiees, uh, because you can do more area denial that way. But like I said, I gave them a B. I still think they're a fun unit. I was a big stan of them right off the bat. And I, ju- I also just think in the meta we're in, if when we go back to a gunline meta, I think these guys go back up in stock again as well. Yeah. Uh, I would agree with the B. I'm going to give them an, an A. Uh, and I think, it, I think they're more of a lateral. These ones are, are the ones I think are lateral from okay. Rebels. Um, I think you replace the aim access that you get with the bus with aim access that you get from things like Exemplar. Um, and you also add some tools, uh, particularly fire support. These guys are great when fire supported by even like a naked phase one. Yeah. That um, is very true. <laughs> um, you know, you add four surging black dice onto that eight dice pool with Pierce and Sharpshooter. And that's suddenly like, you know, it's five to six hits where you've got Pierce. <laughs> yeah. um, and if you do that with a Z6, then it's even crazier. Um, so, um, yeah, I, I think, well, I think that their aim access is slightly worse, very slightly worse with Republic. I think that's offset by um, fire support. Um, I do think that, I mean, we made the same point on the Robocast. Uh, the reason that, that I'm, that I don't like them quite as much as the melee wikis is just because, well, the melee wikis can kind of flex and do both, even at slightly less range. Um, the range wikis are just really bad at melee compared to the melee wikis. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're still better than like a normal unit at melee. Um, but it, well, in, in a gunline meta, they're a good melee unit. In a melee meta, they're a bad melee unit. Right. Yeah. Right, like if if you're spending all games shooting at each other, and then you need to flex into melee with these guys against like stormtroopers and stuff, they're fine. But when you're trying to use their dice pool against Wookies or Dubax charging you, it's just not enough. Yeah, agreed. Or Magnus or yeah. Jedi or something. Yeah, <laughs> all the things. Yeah, <laughs> I will say the one value they still have, especially against like force users, where it's a Pierce heavy pool that has lower dice counts, is tar pitting. You know, they do take a lot longer for something with a lightsaber to kill than like a red save core unit would. I mean, especially if they do have a dodge and a force user swings at you. Yep. You're probably taking most force user dice pools, you're probably taking four damage. Yeah, four to five. Yeah. Well, like, as often force users are about six hits, so you can dodge one and you might get a save because it. Duelist. Oh no, they don't have duelist. Never mind. I was no, they don't have duelist. I, I, did, I was thinking of my math for the melee looks. Okay, there you go. There's another point, but uh, <laughs> melee looks are better. But still, if you take if you take a dodge, that force yeah. is probably not going to kill two full wookies in one swing. Yeah. Which Thank means you. that they need to spend three turns swinging at you. Yeah. Um. So, which is like way too much time for a force user to spend in melee with something. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right support ATRT B B I'll say B. And, and this is not for skirmish yeah I, know. I was I was I was I was gonna say skirmish no um 
I, I think I'm, I'm on the like verge of D and C um, just not because they're terrible, but because if you're going to take support, I think you take other support. Yeah, I'm actually going to say F um, in the 800-point game because I think their primary value is as a fire support platform. Um, and if you're going to take them as a fire support platform, I don't know why you wouldn't just take a Bark, which has a better dice pool, naked, um, and is faster and can flank. Yeah. I, I actually think I'm going to go straight D, um, not the edge business. Um, I also think part of the things hurting them right now too is because there's a lot of arm in the meta. If you're teched up to deal with like ATSTs and AATs, you're just going to blow ATRTs off the table. So in a world where no one's teched for armor, ATRTs are like much better than they are right now. I yeah, I'm gonna. St- you guys aren't convincing me out of mine. I'm gonna stick with it, and the reason is I I think that there may be a place for them, especially with all this melee and everything coming at you. I I think there's a place for these guys, especially with like maybe the rotary, and just kind of like holding a line. Um, I really I really like what they can do, and I mean they're good with the in the rebel lists as well um i get list composition is a thing but um i think that there may be more options for them than we're giving them credit for and that's why i'm going with b i I, i've never liked the rotary on republic atrts because that surge hit like if you're doing a fire support thing then that's sort of a separate conversation but as sort of a hold the line unit the rotaries without the surge to crit can just sort of hit like wet noodles like for their 15 points or whatever they are, the rotaries, I'd rather just shoot with the onboard rocket launcher because you're probably going to force one or two saves, which is what the rotary would probably do anyway into heavy cover. So, uh, You do bring up one interesting point, though, Jay, which is um, other than a heavy vehicle, you know, since clones don't have access to emplacements, this is basically like your only way to actually block a dewback or another mm-hmm. vehicle or a creature trooper. Yeah. Um, you know, Republic only has three units that can actually block the two heavies. Uh, actually, only one, only one heavy, right? Because the ISP is a repulsor. Right. Uh, it's hover uh, ground. So oh, it is hover ground. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's got three, three units that um, can actually block, and this is one of them. It's and it's the cheapest one by a lot. So, yeah. um, you know, if you're looking to block out some backs or something, this is the way. Uh, and I could actually see like maybe. Taking a laser cannon, you know, for 70 points, fire support that into a, a vehicle that's going to be a pretty nasty pool. But yeah, I, I, I'm of the opinion that in an 800 point game, naked ATRT is the best ATRT just because that, that onboard rocket launcher, like if you're doing a fire support thing, rocket launcher enables that. Yeah. It's... And, and like you can bring a laser cannon, but the rocket launcher has critical one and impact. So you should be able to force the same amount of saves-ish. Uh, like the problem with the laser cannon is because it's surge hit, if you're shooting and the vehicle has heavy cover, now suddenly yeah. you're just, just trying to get one anyway. Oh yeah, the laser cannon's horrible into cover. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's fair. Yep. I mean, I'm still giving it enough. 
but that for uh, for i i'm i that's why i'm saying d because i yeah. i can i can see a pl- like f is i never would ever bring it ever and i think there are times when i could see the atr okay that's yeah. fair sure 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 all right bark speeder b i'm going a i'm also gonna go a i think this is like your new strike team for Republic. Yeah. Um, 55 points for a repulsor vehicle with a four dice attack um, to me is like a bargain. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I think the low profile change on the Galactic Snipers hurt it a little bit. Because even if they have suppression, you're still struggling to get them in the like. Yeah. Right. If they have suppression cover or are standing in like area train, they're still really hard to get with barks, uh, like naked barks, of course. Right. Um. But like, yeah, and and also often in garless, when you only have, usually like often you'll have like a nine act list, and if you're sending repulsor vehicles forward, to get blown off the table, like I think barks, you need to make sure you get to ten acts. Because you're going to start losing them. I agree. So, yeah. Yeah, I think they're a good unit. You know, if everybody's forcing this kind of like forward combat, right? They help you kind of <clears throat> force um, the fight back in your opponent's back end, right? Because they're trying to move forward with all their melee units. But if you're coming and sweeping up behind them with, with a bark speeder or three bark speeders, maybe, right? Like you're really going to cause some problems for them and make them think twice about how they're going to move forward into you. So, unfortunately, they just get absolutely rolled off the table by Wookies. Yeah, they do one hundred percent. So that's 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 like I I think if Wookies were not as popular as they were, at least for me, that might easily bump, bump them up to an A. But if they get caught out at all by a Wookie squad, it's just like. Mm. They might survive one shot, but probably not two. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. Now they also have the price of a wiki unit. So. Yeah. I mean, they also have a red non-surgeon save, so you can do some interesting things with like aggressive tactics or even just like surge sharing. Mm-hmm. Like if you have like Anakin running at the board with barks around him, suddenly they become a pretty beefy unit. So yeah. I mean, there's some there's plenty of lists like with with Exemplar, there's tons of sort of weird list tech you can make. Mm-hmm. And they're a great fire support platform. Yes. So, uh, all right. Speaking of fire support platforms, uh, <laughs> the Fluttercraft. I'm gonna be honest. I don't. I don't know enough about this to make an educated guess, but I'm gonna go with C because uh, I don't know. It doesn't seem good on paper. It seems like it's gonna get annihilated pretty easily, um, but I don't know. It's interesting with the bombardier and that kind of idea. Um, but I, I'm not a hundred percent sure how it's going to work out. I'm anywhere from like low D to high B. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's sort of a out of left field unit in that there's, I don't think there's really anything quite like it. And I'm sure there's going to be people that are going to get great with them. Mm-hmm. And surprise some people with mm-hmm. photographs 
but I've now seen the model and there's no way you're hiding it. And it's only six wounds, Surge White. No armor or anything. So like any time like basically you need to you need to be sort of in a list that's just gonna overwhelm your opponent, whether you use the uh either weapon, but you need to have enough threats in your opponent's face that they can't just shoot these things. Cause if you present them to the opponent at all, they're just gonna get shot yeah. off the board. Yeah, it's hard to know what to think of this thing. Um, it has some real strengths. You know, it's really fast. Um, it's got a piercing weapon on a surging platform, which makes it a great fire support platform. It's immune to melee, which is great these days. Um, but yeah, it just, you know, to the extent that somebody still has like a solid, strong dice pool, which most lists have at least a couple of, you're just going to melt them when they get close to you. So Yeah. The... Uh... Um, they also it, the other interesting too is like if in a melee heavy me, um, meta like their bombardier is like one of is out, like along with area weapons the only thing they can attack from like outside a melee into a melee so yeah. like if you have a list that's like focused on getting to your opponent tying them up and then you have a couple fluttercrafts that just sort of fly around and drop bombs into melee like you could easily see that turning the tide of all the melees so I think there's plenty of opportunities to make this thing do some wacky things. Yeah. Yeah. I, it'll be, it's interesting, right? Uh, so Evan from the uh, fifth trooper podcast, he's going to, he's going to pack some plug this weekend and he's taking three of these. <laughs> he's doing uh, triple face ones, naked face ones, triple Wookiees, triple fluttercraft and i think chewbacca for his commander because that's what he could fit uh so i don't know could be interesting <laughs> what what are the odds he comes back home with uh, any single one of them not broken <laughs> not good, <laughs> not yeah, good. yeah can we rate these things based on transportability because um <laughs> i mean this is a model i would not want to bring to a tournament yeah like, not to mention it's, up. it's evan too so he likes to just throw his models in a bucket so god knows yeah. what he's capable of yeah that yeah, I, mean, I don't think that's coming back a lot yeah. <laughs> it is it is a beautiful model but man yeah. i'd be terrified to put that thing in any kind of case yeah for, for anyone building one i would very much recommend magnetizing the top wings because it looks like they at least somewhat deliberately added some points he can magnetize, mm. which is, I think, pretty crucial because those wings stick so far out that they're going to get knocked into eventually. And if they just fall off, yeah. off of a magnet, it's way better than ping and the whole thing breaking. Yep. So it's a good point. The core of the model is like spindly but solid. Mm. It's really the like things that stick out. And most of those are attached in a way that you can magnetize them. So, and then it also makes transporting it super like much easier if you can sort of collapse it down into its core rather than yeah. a big old dragonfly. Yep. That's a good point. You know, it's funny. I feel terrible. I said earlier that Republic had two heavies. <laughs> I, was just, <laughs> I was thinking that same thing. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, effectively they do. Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert. One of these I'm going to give an F to. <laughs> <laughs> Because I forgot it was a thing. Yep. It's so bad that I wasn't even uh, remembering it. Um, but first, how about the infantry support platform? 
it's kind of similar to the Fluttercraft where it's a little bit variable. Like we yeah. haven't really seen it, but to me, it seems very flimsy. Um, I, I can't, I don't think I can give an F because it's not really been tested, but like on at least first glance, D is I think the highest I can give it. <laughs> Um, I would agree. You know, I was putting together some like list ideas with this and they just weren't coming out great. And so I'm just kind of like a, a D. Yeah, I think it's a D, especially because it doesn't really have anything natively. Like you, you have to put a hard point on it in order to get it, give it any beef. And so that alone just kind of puts me off. Uh, you know so, and and all of all of its hard points are 40 40 points or whatever like i don't know I don't yeah know. i'm gonna agree with you guys uh, i'm gonna give it a d it's got some so i've actually i actually faced one of these invader leelums um it's got some uses as like a fire support platform but i also think there are probably cheaper ways to do that same thing and outside of that context you know it's it's kind of squishy for something that you're paying those points for. Mm. Um, and one thing I, I really didn't appreciate with it is how low to the ground it is. Oh, yeah. I was, um, was going to say, we, we've sort of been joking around about models here and there, but this is one where the physical model itself is a bit, it's a lot like the gaff tank. Yeah. And it, it, it is a repulsor, which helps like a little bit. Um, but it's just, it's, it's very low to the ground and it's very short. So, you know, like most repulsors, you can get over kind of like an average size height one terrain piece. Um, this thing is, I mean, would you say it's maybe a little bit taller than a silhouette? I, I haven't handled a physical model in okay. my hands, but I've seen them handled. And I guess silhouette and a half, probably. Yeah. Like, Which is to say, like, you're going to be able to move over stuff that troopers can move over, but probably not much more than that. Yeah. yeah. And, you're, and you're not getting any benefits of a lot of vehicles of, like, you have a high shooting platform, so you can right. sort of see over stuff. Um, which is, like, if you think about, like, if you're thinking about a fire support platform that sort of sits in your lines, that's one benefit of, like, an ATRT over this thing. It's, like, mm -hmm. ATRTs are tall. So they can kind of see into your opponent's back lines or see over cover and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Whereas this thing's just going to shoot straight through it all yep yep um yeah and, and its web it. and its weapons aren't really big enough to do its thing um it also is hurt like i've played a lot of saber tank obviously and when i look at this thing i don't really see an opportunity to share tokens to it like you you can obviously but one of the things that the saber tank has going for it is like it doesn't surge a defense and it's a red save so you can throw surge tokens on it and the same thing for offense so you're not paying for that surge conversion, but you can still basically do it. And it also doesn't have outmaneuver, so you can't dodge crits or anything. So, like, if you're doing the, like, token sharing heavy thing, I think you go straight for the saber tank. You just ignore this. Yep, I agree. Yeah. And the whole, like, armor three and then weak point rear and sides, I don't know, seems like a strange combination but okay yeah the, like i think if you wanted to like make a fun like repulsor list like three heavy barks with two of these things and just like i'm just gonna 
fly into your face. Yeah. Like maybe. I, I think it's interesting. I don't know if it's valuable. <laughs> it's interesting. It's, I mean, I kind of wish it had a, a compulsory move, honestly. Yeah. It's kind of like the lat. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's talk about the lat. <laughs> Segway. Segway. <laughs> F. F. You literally would never take this thing ever for any F. reason. I think there are reasons to take it for Empire. I think there are zero reasons to take it for yep. Public. Yep. Yeah. When when I very first heard mention of this lat, I was hoping to make some Anakin fun times with it. But then it came out with a white save surging defense. And like, because I was hoping it would be like the saber tank where it doesn't surge on either. And you could like, Anakin runs forward in it. And then as it goes up, it's like bulletproof more or less with the red saves surging and then you can like surge attack but then it came out with that white defense die and it's like it just gets shot off the board so quickly mm-hmm. and and then it doesn't do anything before it gets shot off <laughs> yep yeah and the price point is just really awkward for an expensive fraction like republic yep yep all right saber yeah give it an a I think it's a I think it's a really good heavy unit. I think there's a lot of options for it, especially the the whole Yoda Padme shenanigans that's going on. Like that's interesting. And I think there's a lot of interesting stuff it fits in. And it's a good I think it's a decent price point. And yeah, A. It's an A. It's an A for sure. Yep. Okay. Hey. I mean, my heart will always treat this as like triple S, but yeah, I know. A. <laughs> a. <laughs> It's interesting. I, I think this is probably the arguably the best heavy in the game. Yeah. Uh, well, no, I'm sorry. Besides the T47. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I, I mean, Saber Tanks can just knock T47s out of the sky. Like, oh, yeah. Like, in, the, in the one-on-one <laughs> matchup, it's, it's not like yeah, a particularly... Yeah. yeah. The, um, the, the Saber Tank is the single best anti-armor vehicle in the game. Mm-hmm. Um. With especially like you need to put armor piercing shells on it to do that, but yeah, uh, um, it did get hurt a little bit in the armor fighting category with the arc change because often what you were doing is like pinging two or three health off with your arcs a turn, and then the saber tank would come through and just like put a bunch more on, so you could like really reliably take out like um, those like seven or eight health things in a turn. Whereas now it's a little tougher, but um, you know it's uh, it's interesting. They also a subtle like in the RRG change they added line of sight points for a lot of vehicles, and the saber tank one is actually a lot higher than what most people were using previously. So it like it kind of opposite of the spider droid in that it actually sees a little bit higher mm. than it used to. So that helps it a little bit, I think. But yeah, and it's interesting, more so than really almost any other vehicle in the game. You can kind of like channel your entire offense through the saber tank. Oh yeah. Um, it's you, it's kind of supportable by the rest of your list in a way that yeah. other heavies are not. Especially if you're in the Yoda Padme thing, yeah. you can like fully lock down an area. Um, like the key to doing saber tank with that kind of stuff is like. You need to force a situation either through objectives, deployments, or whatever, 
that's like i'm going to control this like range two area and you either need to lose the game or come into my circle and then i get to shoot you so yep <laughs> i experienced that firsthand <laughs> yeah that's um brutal. I, yeah i do think like the how i used to play saber tank is not nearly as good as the yoda pad just because of changes but also it does like my old list doesn't quite have the burst damage to deal with melee lists in the same way that like yoda pad padme saber can so you know it's it's very it's a very fun list to play <laughs> yep <laughs> fun fun for the player not for your mm-hmm. opponent yep um all right um, well i think that rounds it out yep. yeah we did it all right you guys got any final thoughts no i think uh overall pretty good faction what do we give two f's overall yeah i mean uh, quite a handful of important c's um but uh yeah lots of lots of lots of a's to work with it's it's a it's a faction that's sort of like there's a lot of good units a few really good units but mostly sort of like you got to put these sort of decent units together in a way that they synergize because if you just run them all individually it's just not going to work right yeah you really need to kind of lean into the like combos yeah, like the, the the faction identity of Republic is synergy. This combos, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, well, one final plug here. Uh, check out the Invader Final. It will be on the 18th, I think, at 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, nice. And I'm sure that they will have more details about how to watch that. But cool. Well, we are the Notorious Scoundrels. I'm Kyle. I'm Jay. I'm Timbo. Stay fresh, cheese bags. <laughs> <laughs>